What's up, Sherpa Network? Welcome back again to another episode of the Digital Fortune Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a good friend and even better domain investor, Andy Booth. We're going to talk today about Andy's journey into domains. We're going to talk about his recent acquisition of satoshi.com. We're going to talk about some stories about the domains he's owned like uh, lg.com, weed.com, and many more. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the Booth Bros and their current relationship status, business relationship status. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Pokemon cards, uh, so many other things. This is a great episode. Uh, You guys are going to love it. Um, So yeah, before we get started, though, make sure you check out our four four sponsors for today's show, uh, dan.com, domainsmoke.com, secretbrokerage.com, and digitalstartup.com. You can find out more on the podcast page at domainsherpa.com. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy the show. It's going to be a great one. Hey everyone, I'm uh, joined by Andy Booth today and uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. It's been a while that I've been trying to get him on. Um, so, you know, if he's, uh, if he's a bit shy, I apologize, but uh, here he is and he's, uh, he's ready to go. What's up, Andy? Good, good. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been receiving a little bit of stick for, uh, for not appearing. I thought it was about time that I gave an account of myself and not James for the Booth Brothers. So uh, I think it's about time. There you go. I'm, and I apologize to anyone if I'm a bit, a bit echoey. I've just moved into a new office and I've got no furniture in here. So I can literally hear myself talk, but we'll see if, uh, we'll see if JT and the Domain Sherpa crew can, can clean this up in a bit. So <laughs> well, you make up for it with the, the football decorations. So. Exactly. I got that. I got that signed Barca shirt. I think that's 2010 season. Um, awesome. And I uh, got the Rooney bicycle kick and uh, Champions League ball from when United won in 2008. Um, so I haven't got anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not as good as you with my collection, mate, but I've got, uh, I've got a few things. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, as you know, I think I, I mentioned it on the, the last chat I did at Namescom, but um, if you've got any football memorabilia to sell me, I'm probably your man. So strike while the iron's hot. There you go. No, no domains, just, just memorabilia. <laughs> exactly. Forget the NFTs, man. Physical, real world is what I'm about. Yeah. Let's go. There you go. Yeah, no, I, so, um, yeah, like I said, I really, I really appreciate you, you chatting with me. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I first got into the industry, I, I heard a lot about, you know, Mr. Andy Booth, but you were like nowhere to be seen when I first got in like 20, no. I guess like 2016, 17, 18, I, you know, you were just like this guy that I'd heard about that did pretty well and found some good names. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There's a lot of the old guys or, or the old guard that are this way. And uh, I don't know what it stems from, but I think you'll find a lot of the OGs are kind of, you know, uh, private. And this, you know, this is the domain industry all over. For example, you know, in order to, to, to be inclined to do domain, it's a lonely business. You know, you've got to be a bit of a lone wolf and a strange kind of character to do it. So people like, you know, modern uh, investors that have come in have more, 
<laughs> so we, we feel a little bit naked now because the original geeks are kind of being uh, a little bit outclassed by the guys who, who have that social, you know, adaptability, which not all of us do. So uh, uh, that should kind of explain. Yeah, I mean, the game is changing as well, right? I mean, I would, so you would consider yourself an OG, I guess. When did you get into the industry? Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, I've been doing websites and stuff from, you know, the early 2000s. And, you know, we're going back to the, uh, the dial-up days, uh, you know. I don't even know what the, the speed was, but bloody slow. To load like a, a decent JPEG would take uh, 10 seconds, you know. So um, I got into all the, all the naming side of things uh, back from just GeoCities. I don't know if you have any, any memory of that. Probably not. You probably around the time you were born. I don't know. <laughs> but um, once upon a time, uh, GeoCities used to uh, offer the ability to develop websites simply because very few people then had uh, technical skills. So it was like a, a, a basic template to publish your stuff. So I recall in my case, like I was going back to like 16, uh, I was selling Pokemon cards. You know, so, so we're going back all the way and it's relevant because they're, they're a thing now. Yeah. Like your Charizards from um, 1999 are suddenly valuable now. And me and even James, I think back then, uh, it's just, I shouldn't admit this, but I was like 16 at the time, which was ridiculous and laughable that you would collect Pokemon cards at that age. Now there are grown men who are doing pretty damn well from it. So uh, I don't feel as bad. So but, 16, um, 16, you were collecting Pokemon cards in your yeah, 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 yeah. Oceana going and going and going down to the going downtown. <laughs> yeah, going downtown with the other twelve-year-olds and yeah, exactly. Just you know, mental level kind of thing. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember I I bought um, I bought I, I registered a, a GeoCities URL and I would publish some of these Pokemon cards and sell them around the world. This was the magic of the internet. So I'd literally get an inquiry from someone in Norway. It happened. He would send me some, what they were at the time, Scottish pounds. <laughs> in order, and I literally received Scottish pound notes in the post, and then I had distributed the card. So, you know, the internet even back then had the power. You know, it was, it was a real thing. And this was from a GeoCities URL. So, you know, even then you knew that, that you know, the, the, the power of the internet and, and a website and then the naming sort of side of things, it was just for me, like, easy. How did it find you with the GeoCities URL? Like, how would, how it, was, it was published. Uh, good question, but I think some of them were indexed by Google. Hmm. And you had so little competition back then that your crappy ugly ass GeoCities website could make some traction and <laughs> could actually propagate to all of the various parts of the world, like corners, you know, like how the hell did some guy in Tromso hear that, that I owned the first edition Blastoise or whatever it might be. Did you, you know what I mean? Edition did you actually have I didn't. <laughs> it's a bad example, but um, no, no, I mean, we definitely got in, into it uh, like about the base sets all the time. So they, they released the first editions, but that came about a year or two before 
like it became a, a thing in our village. Yeah, yeah. So, so when it did become a thing, we were on the base set Pokemon cards, and 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 oh, of course we didn't know at the time it held value, but we had tons of these ones, these valuable cards in yeah. hindsight. Then my mom chucked the freaking album. <laughs> oh, she she got it. So I, I actually had like an album full of Pokemon cards as well. Yeah. I did that. And my brother, when he was, a, I mean, he was younger than me. When I kind of left, he took took them all out, started ripping them up and chewing them. And yeah, yeah. yeah so I never, I never got the, I never got to, uh, never got to sell any of them. But well, I, well, well, my mom says she chucked them out. But if you see an eBay listing with and it's Maggie K. Please notify me. She's probably selling them for James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's entrepreneurial, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, so, I mean, one of the things about domain investors is I feel like so many of them, <coughs> basically, like wheelers and dealers, they just, they know yeah. how to sell stuff. They know what thing, when things have value and they just go out and they try and sell it. Um, so, you know, it sounds like a similar kind of thing. What was, your, what was your kind of entry point into domains? Like, when did you buy a domain and say, Oh, this like this domain has value. I'm going to sell just the, purely the domain. Yeah. Um, so, so after the GFCs days, you know, I got into to other things. You know, I, I would run like football websites. That's obviously one of my main interests at the time. And I even went through a period of watching the WWF. It was the WWF at the time, and that was during the cool days. It was during the you know the Attitude Era, which was the late 90s, early 2000s. And, and that was the time when like, The Rock and, 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 and Triple H and Stone Cold, Steve Austin, uh, these kind of charismatic bastards were, were behind you know, the industry and made it actually quite interesting. And again, it coincided with that kind of age. And, um, you know, uh, I was just poor, you know, from a, a pretty poor family, to be honest. But it was during the time that, the, that you could make money on the internet. And then, and, 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 you know, I had a friend actually at high school who, who had a computer game in his website. And he said to me one day, would you write an article? Because I've always been pretty good at English, which obviously ties into the word mongering, which you kind of have to do to be, to be a domainer. And um, yeah, he, he asked me to write for his website. So, so you know, to some some degree of success. So from that point, like I started this WWF website and the way you would drive traffic to that WWF website was not Google. Like at that point now, you had so much competition that it became very difficult. Um, so the only way you could drive traffic was to be a journalist. Hmm. So you, uh, so back in those days, you would write the article. So you'd, you'd go to the the, the, the main sources which were like the, there were certain sources like the crimson mask i think was one and, and there's certain websites that pioneered wrestling news so you'd rewrite those articles almost and then publish them across multiple uh well-known wrestling websites okay. and plug yourself at the, at the bottom so you'd say something like trish stratus you know uh, kind of naked <laughs> you know something a little bit cheesy uh, just just to sort of clickbait, more or less. And that was acceptable at the time. And that would drive traffic to your site. So um, it was from the, the WWF website that I, I heard, I caught wind, like the first person as a wrestling journalist, that the WWF were changing their name. Um, and that uh, 
broke, if you like, from uh, a spoiler with a, an image, which was of a, the next WWF computer game, but it was WWE. And we all knew that there were sort of legal wranglings with, with the, the World Wildlife Fund. So something was going on. So I took the chance at the time and registered WWE wrestling.com. And then, so it was like a six pound or eight dollar uh, direct knit reg. And that was back in 2000, I think. And then I, I got an offer from some, I think he's still around. There's a guy called John DeMaio from uh, advertising.com. And he came in with like a thousand quid. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. And I, I took that money out like right away. I used that money and me and my pal, uh, this was just after college, we went uh, and did an interrail around Europe. So to, to me, like a thousand pound in the bank was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the time, you know, where it was like, right, okay. So then this is an industry. This is, yeah. this is real. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't actually follow through too much at that point. It wasn't until uh, six years later or so, and it went back to the football side of things, and uh, it was the Cristiano Ronaldo Rooney, as you will well know, as a Manchester United fan. And this was at the time that both of them were um, at United, and um, it was at the incident, was it Euro... Uh, 2008 was it, was it when was when Ronaldo got Rooney sent off that's right that's right so it was a time when something controversial happened uh, in, a, in a major tournament and Ronaldo at the time was, was good it was a great player but not superstar famous something happened that summer and not only did he massively up his game through the disappointment of Portugal not winning the tournament, but he also was hated. And, and sometimes, as some domain industry people will know, any publicity <laughs> is good publicity. Yeah. And that was the case for, for Ronaldo, and that was what propelled him to superstar level. Now, at that time when that incident happened at the, the, the tournament, the website or the domain name cristianoronaldo.com was on a for sale. And it was a very basic page. It wasn't a CEDA, it wasn't any, any marketplaces. But it was um, a, a guy from the UK who just registered them and was speculating. And it was buyable for a thousand pounds. So that same thousand pounds that I used off WWE wrestling, I used eight years later or whatever it was to buy this Cristiano. And um, then I, I, I moved the name pretty quickly because it got traffic. It, it, it converted to parking revenues and so it was it was an easy sell so from that i then took it further and then figured out in a dn forum that there was real potential you could reinvest that money fast yeah and i, th like, I think first one, one thing about like both of those names is like i feel it's it's interesting because i feel like a lot of investors get into domain investing from like super like sketch names like that like wwe yeah you wouldn't register that today because you would you would be worried about trademark infringement and then same thing like with cristiano ronaldo like yeah, at yeah. that time i guess i mean there you could make an argument that it's but not really you know not really not really not really but at the time that's the thing at the time you know you do what it takes and and, and for me at the time i i, I had 
honest intentions. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, I didn't know about all of that stuff back then. Yeah, you don't. You really didn't know exactly. Didn't know. And my, I was literally going to develop into a website. And yes, I stuck up some Google ads. So not that honest intentions. <laughs> but but you know, it was just nice to have some some sort of side income. And then to discover about the aftermarket and then get connected to all these people. You know, that was that was the turning point. And uh, it was there that, that you know, I, I reinvested that and, and found three letter dot coms, which seemed like an kind of a no brainer. Mm. And at the time, you know, some of these uh, top combinations, you know, like all premium letters were, you know, uh, they were available for like five thousand dollars. So this was completely a time where it was the Wild West. You know, there was a clearly defined liquid market you could take to, to the forum and, and find a buyer, yeah. like overnight or same day, whatever. Um, at, but it, it was at a time where the mine, if you want to put it like that, was pretty untapped. So literally you could uh, just email 50 people, right? And you might get a positive response from five. So we're talking like a much better hit rate than, than exists today. Yeah. Today it's more like, as we we both know, it's more like per thousand emails you might get one glimmer, <laughs> and it's not even a bite. It's and just it's, a and it's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's painstaking stuff nowadays. But back then it was just wow. But if I had the capital, it would be a different story. But you know, I would just burn it. I would just and churn them, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I feel like you got into the more premium domain names pretty quickly. Like there's, there's a lot of people that go through the domain investing journey and they kind of start to build a portfolio and hold a portfolio and kind of just like, it just yeah. kind of expands over time. You didn't really yeah. take that path, right? You went you no, 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 you like premium and flip, premium flip, premium flip. No, you couldn't, you couldn't. I mean, literally, I mean, and then it's a good advertisement for anybody that's starting up because it's still possible to this day to a different extent and there are different ways of doing it. But the barrier for entry in domains is low, yeah. which is great for someone like me. You only have to be good at one thing. So, you know, and, and, and it's not hard to get involved. So, um, you know, there was an obvious market. There was plenty of opportunity back then. And as I say, I just followed the, the path of least resistance. And that at the time was threeletter.coms. Yeah. And you specialized uh, in those for years. I mean, yeah, you're still, yeah, you're still, yeah. you still really are known for, you know, your threeletter.coms. Not so much the last couple of years, but up until recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've got Nat Cohen to thank, like, largely behind now because he was my main buyer. There were a few guys, it wasn't just now, but there were a few players back then, some of whom have just kind of faded out. Um, but they all did really well. I mean, they all did really well. They, they sat and held for years. And then of course, uh, with the Chinese coming in, just everything exploded. Um, so everyone did well from three letters, but it's a different game now and, and you know, it, I think you've always got a chance in domains and the industry if you're adaptable. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the picture was just a different one back then. But now coming in, there's still opportunities, but you've just got to know in what. Yeah. I mean, so like one of the one of the for me one of the most impressive things about you is that, like you said, you had no you had no no money at the beginning. You really started uh, uh, from square one. And yeah. I think that 
well, it probably took you 10, 15 years of like flipping, churning, churning, churning until you get to the point where you're at now and you've been at for a little while where you can just say like, hey, I'm holding these names and I'm waiting for, you know, what the people that you were selling the names to before were doing, basically the Nats, the Drews, like they, they, were, they were saying, thanks, Andy, I'll take that. And then I'll, you know, sit on it for as many years as I want. You're, yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. that spot now. You're ready to do that, right? I, I was in my lane. I stayed in my lane. And um, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true to, to a point. But as you say, you know, you get to the, the point where you're like, do I want to be in this lane anymore? Yeah. And you see, you know, it's, it's circumstantial. So at the beginning, you have to churn the names because you just do, don't have that liquidity. Um, but that's the thing. You've just got to see, you know, what, what are people buying and why am I giving someone else the opportunity to... to five times or whatever. And, and you've just got to know what to hold and what to fold. But that comes with time and experience. And yeah, me and James, and I know we were heavily involved together before, but we were laughing stocks <laughs> because we literally would would come across the best, the, the you know, the creme de la creme of domains. And then we'd be bought from companies like Microsoft, but we'd churn them <laughs> for a three, 3K profit and just like, hang on. <laughs> And you look back now and you think, what a bloody idiot. Talk, 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 <laughs> talk to us about some of the names that you've, you've owned over the years. Yeah, I mean, you just, I, I wanted this to be a happy interview. <laughs> but obviously there are some sore spots. There are some sore spots. But um, there, there have been some good ones over the years. Um, crikey. I mean, as, as you well know, uh, so many good three letters, you know, Pretty high in three layers. I recall, I mean, one name I was quite well known for was LG.com. And uh, I re remember I went to one uh, a traffic conference and, you know, you have to put your company name and whatnot. And I recall I, I didn't have, I had booth.com, but I wasn't using it in any, just emails. So I, I used my company name was LG.com just to sort of like get it out there, you know, <laughs> let it be known. And, um, you know, that, that at the time was just an, an incredible coup. But I held on to it for about three months. <laughs> and then, yeah, because the, and then the, got the money that you could have made on it was just too much to turn down, right, at the time? No, 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 no. So that story is, is another, that's even worse. That's nailing the coffin. But um, with LG, it wasn't a nice payday. It was, you know, I took a big, big risk. Um, did, they come, did they come after you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took a major risk at the time. It was owned by a chemical company. And um, it was later known that they owned both LG.com and LGE.com. And the, the, obviously I say LG, like expecting people to know what it is. And this is where the inherent problem lies. When I say LG, people are going to think, telly or, or, or fan or air and that's that, that's why they had to appoint a, a case hmm. i mean just because they're well known i don't think they should, they they really did have a case their own argument was was from their own fame hmm. so you know that that one was it's a little hard to argue but um, at the time, they were they took LGE.com from this chemical company and they turned down the opportunity, bizarrely, for LGE.com. So it later was known that, you know, I bought it 
months later from, from the chemical company and they said, you know, LGE turned it down. So of course, I think it's in the clear. No, there's no problem. I'm just, you know, I've, I've not bought this to to exploit anyone's mark. You know, there's tons of LG companies. 100%. Um, but later on, obviously, they went for the jugular, and uh, in, in the case of, of LG, it was straight to a lawsuit. It was uh, because you've got the UDRP, and then you've got a lawsuit, which is a lot more um, costly. You know, um, yeah, not only pricey, but it's just cut and dry. You know, if you lose, you lose. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, we had that to contend with. And in the end, I took the path of least resistance, like I'm very good at, and uh, we settled. Yeah. They, they knew that they, they, they knew they were probably going to lose the case, but I couldn't risk. You know, I had too much money and like a, a good percentage of the cap, my capital in that one name. Yeah. So it was like a break even it wasn't as good as it should have been lg so lg wasn't the only one i've had other other great names like weed.com yeah just like just weed yeah it was just casually, <laughs> just weed um so I, I guess that that's probably my number one regret but it's not just me it wasn't just me because actually another well-known domain investor richard lau sold that to me <laughs> Oh, so uh, he wasn't hear about you that. Know. I think Richard Lau mentioned that when I spoke to him on the podcast last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wasn't the only um, one regretting that. <laughs> so, and not only that, I was involved with another domain at Rob K for for that particular transaction. So I think you know we're both kicking ourselves. Yeah. I think we made like I don't know twenty percent. <laughs> didn't, didn't you own NFT.com back in the day as well? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so pretty much all the three L.coms at one point. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, 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 so I see, like, you know, a major trend emerging. I'm like, did I ever have that one point to search my mail? Yeah, <laughs> it was me. It was me. And yeah, sure enough, we, um, I say we because that was when my brother first came into the business. So that was 2016. And that was. When I tasked, when I missioned him to go find uh, uh, domains, that was one of them. So he he got the contact with a company it was called Canopy, and they sold it, and it wasn't cheap. Canopy, I think I invested it. They're public. I'm pretty sure they're. Public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canopy.com. I had some money. I had some money with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to take that out now? If they're making those decisions, pull your money now. But. Um, yeah, so they sold it at the time. It wasn't cheap at the time. And it, it, was, it was 2016. So that was in the, the heat of the Chinese boom. So the 50K was was not a buy based on any prospects, really. It was more a buy based on the, the wholesale price. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it was a buy at 50K, whereas you might be able to flip it for 60. So that was the... The premise there and that is exactly what happened <laughs> so it's like tiny margins and then of course so many regrets you know so many names you look you look back on but yeah i i, I can't complain yeah you can't complain we'll get that in a minute. <laughs> but um so like um james james obviously came in kind of like under your wing in 20 what 16 2017 kind of time yeah. i mean his his model obviously turned out to be very, very similar to yours, you know, churn and burn at the beginning, churn, churn, churn. Um, and I know that recently you kind of put out a tweet and say, hey, we're, we're no longer the booth bros. Like I do my thing and he does his thing. So what's the deal there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, 
I mean, uh, there are a few comments on, on, on the tweets, you know, suggesting it may be something to do with a, a recent domain buy, which is definitely not the case at all. Um, but it just came down to, to more uh, principles and, and, and a, a little bit more to do with the way of, uh, you do business. And I don't want to make a serious generalization, but, you know, I consider myself a, just a domain investor. There are cases where I will, uh, you know, I will broker for certain clients. It's, it's rare, it's rare. And it's only like good trusted friends that I do that for, you know, if they want to find a domain. But I think sometimes the, the, the broker sort of mentality is different. And then I think my brother, while he is both, I think he's more in the mold of a broker. And he's more of a, he's, he's more of a salesman than me. And, you know, if you were to go to a conference and say booth, the, the first person you think of is him. <laughs> so and I found that out the hard way by people coming up to me and saying, you're right, James. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the freaking OG booth and, and you're, you're yeah. saying that. <laughs> but not many people know it. And, and especially like the new people, but because, you know, a good broker knows how to sell himself. And that has never been my, uh, you know, my principle. You know, I just go about business quietly. And then James has just got a different uh, approach to doing things. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Uh, well, I'll say some, some things are wrong. Um, but, you know, um, he's, he's, he's got to a point now where he's more than capable of holding his own. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough for people to kind of uh, separate us and then not just, you know, plonk us together as the Booth Brothers. But um, he's just got his own. I think you, you both. Know. I think you both. I think you both have you know, fairly. I think you both have pretty de decent reputations, to be honest. I think that it's good that you. I, I would say it's good that you've separated a little bit because you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be responsible for each other's actions in the eyes of you know wherever it may be. You know, Theo will get will get something up on Domain Gang, and then there'll be something yeah, else that yeah, goes yeah, up. Yeah. And it's difficult, right? Once things when you start getting bunched in together and you have to be responsible for each other's actions. So I think that, I think it makes a ton of sense. you got, you got yeah. track. He's, he's pretty, he's, he's an incredibly successful guy. I'm, you know, I'm good friends with your brother as well. Yeah. And yeah. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a tough time, you know, and it's, it's difficult as well when you are sort of uh, your partners on certain things, uh, when you, uh, you sort of, you know, the work rate is, is so different and it's hard to have a balance of who's doing what, who's off, who's selling what to who and how are you doing that, you know, what's your technique? It's because you don't really get to see what the other person's doing. I do know one thing he's doing and that's playing a lot of RuneScape. So, uh, <laughs> so we need to get him off that and, and back into back into business. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing really well on his own. So it's just... I think it's just more for him. I think it's more for his own uh, personal development. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, he'll probably thank me for it one day. <laughs> yeah. how, many, how, how much older are you than, than him? We've got five years. Yeah. Five years difference. So, yeah. By the way, your dog, your, dog is, your dog is basically the best, like the most well-behaved dog I've ever seen. Just there in the background. Yeah, but have you seen the size of my dog? He's massive. Yeah. And, and therein lies the problem. Let's get out and do some exercise. <laughs> get money. Let's get the... Get, get, get.
Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. So, you know, you've, would you say the last, I don't know, 12 months in domain investing has been, been a good time for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's, been, uh, it's, it's been strange times. It's been really weird times. You know, it's like I feel overworked, multiplied by the quarantine to the power of a baby. And, you know, all those things, you know, like... Like your head explode. It's been it's been tough times on a personal level, and I think we we can all relate. You know, like social interactions. I don't know about the state of US, but you know, like here, you know, people are just not as enthusiastic to go out and about. There's no there's no nightlife, um, so it's just slowed down in that that respect. But the the upshot of it is that the business online or virtual businesses are nfts if you want to say that <laughs> if you want to put plonk domains into the, the nft category you know all these digital assets are you know suddenly really you know something yeah. and uh, they're, they're finally being the, the potential's finally being realized like something we saw all along like years and years ago but the rest of the world is starting to come on board to it all now. I was just, you know, exercising my vocal cords with my dad. You know, I've got limited voice credits these days. I get to a point with my, my cords now, you know, after having the cancer treatment where it just stops. Yeah. So I've, I, I, I've used a lot of the credits, I've got to say, but um, I, I use them well on my dad and I was educating him into Bitcoin, you know, and he's a traditionalist and, you know, like, Peter Schiff, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, one, of, one of him. Um, but, you know, uh, I think even their generation is seeing the utility of these things, you know, even if they don't agree with it, you've got to sort of, you know, roll so, with I it. Mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you've got to, from my perspective, it's just like, it's what if, like, what if, I, I can't, it's FOMO. I can't, I, if I miss out on, on games, I'm going to, I'm going to be so much more upset than if it was to go to like zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always that danger that, that somebody pulls the rug, but... Um, <laughs> it's going to happen anymore. I but, used to be worried about that. I don't feel... I like did, it. I did. Yeah. I did. And, and for me, in, in terms of the cryptocurrencies, we're talking about that. To me, the, the, the thing that sealed the deal was, was Elon Musk. You know, that guy, and whether you love him or hate him, um, he is an innovator and, uh, you know, has changed the world. You can't argue with that. Yeah, I think, so, you know, I think he has 50 million followers on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. how much power he has over, <laughs> over the people. Yeah. I mean, the people that are following him are typically people that have got money as well and spend. Exactly, exactly. Well, he's about to put Doge on the moon, isn't he? So, yeah, yeah. you know, watch that space. But no, I mean, it's true. He, he does have a lot of power. And it wasn't just that, though, because, you know, him aside, leader aside, you know, it's, it's the fact that these institutions now are getting yeah. seriously involved. And that, to me, was that move was 
a sign of, of what's to come. And they've really got to start waking up to it now. And, and I think, um, regardless of price, it's, it's here to stay now. The price is... Have, you been, have you been reinvesting domain profits into Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's fair to say. And, and, and this is the thing, you know, like um, nowadays, I think certain people are considering pricing their domains in, in Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, I saw I saw someone talking about that today. A lot of people are doing that. Um, I, saw I think that's a, that's a marketplace idea. I really do. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. Um, for a number of for a number of reasons, actually. But um, yeah, what about NFTs? Are you are you buying NFTs? No, no, no. So, so I, I'm not really qualified to talk about them. I, I probably would be if I owned the dot com. I would bloody, I'd make, I'd make a point to find out everything I could about NFTs. I'm not qualified but, to talk about any of this, but I do it anyway. No, <laughs> no, I, I don't know a great deal about them, and it, it sounds to me like anything could qualify as an NFT: a tweet, uh, an image. And then this, this kind of, we're in the realm of, of, of ridiculous there, in my opinion. And I, I just, I worry that that's going to bring down the things that are useful. Yeah. But um, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely here to stay for a while. I just don't know how long. But um, the idea of buying a crypto punk for, for you know, $30,000 is just... The market's down beyond. currently at the moment. It's been, it's been going down since February, so... But because it's kind of like an it's an illiquid market, I think it's difficult for people to truly see it like you see it with Bitcoin, right? When Bitcoin goes down, you know it, you notice it instantly because it's like shit. Bitcoin's down fifteen percent today, right? You can't yeah. really tell as much with NFTs. So um, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. So let's talk uh, buys. I mean, you, I, I know you've bought and sold so many names in the last twelve months. You know, Pulse.com among loads of other unbelievable names, but. The one on your shirt is the one that I'm most interested in. Oh, I, thought you, I didn't think you were going to forget about it. Oh, I'm never going to. How could I possibly forget? Given the Sorry, I, I didn't think you were going to talk about it. I didn't think you were going to mention it. I, didn't, I knew you, you wouldn't forget about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, so there is that. There is Satoshi. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I cannot be taking the credit for this. Um, so a good friend of mine, Rob Kay, um, was the one that, that discovered this name, and um, you know, it's, it's a good lesson for as a good domain story as a whole because there's a lot you can take from it. And um, you know, it was one of those where th th there is a website, you know, like whenever you try and, and, and go shopping for a domain and, and you just you know, seeing what's out there, seeing what's available. You've, or if, if the website's not developed to a high level, there's a chance. Yeah. And you always have to take that, um, that viewpoint, that, that, that strategy. And uh, this was one of those instances where there was something up, you know, in theory, it could have been a business and, a, and a, even a decent business. Sometimes there's no telling, but it had a sort of a dated feel. So as a domain, these are the, the, the kind of websites that you want to be contacting. Uh, you know, something that, that you think is a good domain, holds value, but you're not sure if there, there's a profitable business behind it or, yeah. or anything relevant. And, you know, I think I'd probably myself reached out to Satoshi, obviously, because it's like one of the main 
you know terms in the, in the industry really is that obviously the founder of bitcoin um it's a unit of currency it's yeah, this exactly. if people smaller. make payments in bitcoin they're going to be making payments in satoshis like if that's going if, to i mean if, if bitcoin does realize its potential then yeah the satoshi yeah. unit is, is going to be something suddenly and, and it's just gonna it's all connected you know if bitcoin goes up significantly in value then so will the notoriety of a satoshi yeah. And so, therefore, so will the power of the word. Um, you know, uh, it was sold, by the way, back in 2014 as a publicly, you know, stated sale. Um, 75,000. Yeah. Yeah. 75,000 in 2014. People say that, you know, everyone's a hater. Oh, there's a, there always exists. Not everyone's a hater, but there are haters and you will always find haters when, you know, you make a post on something positive that's happened. And there's always that, well, it sold for 75K in 2014. Well, yeah, it did. But do you know that Bitcoin at the time was worth 180 bucks? Yeah. So, okay, yes, it's, it, congrats to that guy. On the surface, 75K was a great buy. But do you know how many Bitcoins he could have? Yeah, 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 he paid up. Like 500. <laughs> so, so, you know, was it the, the best use of 75K at the time? Probably not. But, you know, um, you know, he, he, let's, let's just say if you're looking at it from a unit of dollars, the guy did well. And um, uh, back to the original point, um, Rob, this guy Rob, he's, he's known quite well by some, as our, our mutual friend. Um, he got a reply from, from the website, from a contact. And the thing is with domaining, the, the, the owner of these premium domains don't reply to everybody. So there's no logic sometimes. So you, you know, a hundred people might contact a company about the same domain and one of them hears back. One of them gets right, right. Sometimes it's just like maybe at that time he had like a tax bill come through or something, you know? Exactly, sheer, sheer, sheer timing. Um, and, and another thing, you know, people say, well, it's because you're known or it's because, you know, you're, you're famous. Everyone knows, you know, uh, you've done well in this or this name or you know this broker, but it's not, it's not the case. And I can attest, attest that from uh, chain.com. That's another story, but my friend Connor from his Gmail address got the lead on chain.com. And that's another entirely different story. But going back to Satoshi, it's one of them where timing is everything. It doesn't matter about your email address. It would help to have your own domain name, of course. Um, but Rob got a reply. And he got a price and, um, you know, he, he asked a few trusted friends, you know, um, their opinion on the, on the value of the, the name. And, and I was one of them, <laughs> was at the time. And, <laughs> and, and, and I, I replied, you know, um, for the price it's been offered, it's a buy, do it, you know, 100%. And then so did, did somebody else, uh, you know, on the surface, it looked like a great buy. But um, the Robin question was kind of hesitant. He, you know, he's a big believer in Bitcoin and then didn't want to, to give up his Bitcoin. You know, he thought, well, I could wait. I could wait till it goes up a little bit um, and then revisit. And I said to him, don't, <laughs> you know, um, given the market, given the domain market, given the this crypto domain market specifically, is it, you know, on fire. So domain names are doing great. 
in their own right. But then you, you go into a niche like crypto and you marry them and you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you know, yeah. you're in a different. Honestly, I think the NFT phase has got some, you know, weight in the value of that. Oh, sure, for well, sure, for sure. It's uniqueness, right? All about NFT yeah. is all about uniqueness. And obviously, Satoshi.com is unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, he didn't go for it. He didn't pull the trigger. So I, you know, I said to him, look, I will, you know, I, I will. And I, I will give you a commission, like a, a general commission. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so but why don't you do that? I mean, you could wait, but you all, by doing that, you're going to run the risk of, of losing it. And then everyone's going to be kicking themselves. And he said, yeah, you know, he's a good guy. He said, okay, you know, that's enough. You know, I'll take that. I'll take that offer. And, you know, I didn't know at the time. I didn't know really what it, what it might be worth. I didn't. I just knew that my instinct was it was a buy. Yeah. And it's not, it's one of those where it comes from just experience and, and that, you know, you make up decisions and then and as long as you're right more than half <laughs> of the time, you're successful still. You're, you're doing all right in the space. 100%. Um, I mean, I mean, I think that's, so yeah. that's wise to scoop it up. And like you said, if you didn't scoop it up, then I think someone like our, uh, like our friend Drew from Domain Sherpa and Media Options, he would have, he would have scooped it up in no time. Yeah, as well, he, would, right? he, would, he would have been sniffing. <laughs> he would have been sniffing, so he might have not had too much time. So I know that you and I know that you and Drew have had your your ups and downs and all kinds of stuff. I know that he, he uh, I think. He sold you uh, your, your daughter's name in .com, didn't he, at some point? He did, he did. had a pretty good relationship for a long time and got a little yeah. bit rocky last year. And uh, I see that he's brokering Satoshi.com for you now. So um, you guys you guys are all good again? So, yeah, I mean, uh, look, um, we, we did go through um, a well-publicized... Uh, <laughs> little break up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's, say, let's, let's put it like that. It was a tiff. Yeah. And uh, things were said. And, um, I, you know, it wasn't just me. It was, it was my brother. But, you know, by the same token, and I, I, I actually, you know, at the time I didn't see it so much, but knowing Drew and how he is, he likes theatre, you know, and he knows how, how to uh, publicise himself. I don't think he, he meant it at the time. I don't think he meant it like that at the time, but he was just trying to be funny. He was just trying to create a stir on social media. And, you know, some people were like, yeah. not that funny. <laughs> I just think his joke sort of missed the mark a little bit. And he just yeah. kind of took it a little bit far. But I think, you know, he was just taking the piss. Yeah. In hindsight, he's just, you know, I think he's watched too much wrestling in this time. <laughs> he loves all that, like the, the whole face and heel dynamic. So I think, you know, really he was just trying to, Try to drum up a bit of drama. That's yeah, all. I mean, when I spoke to when I spoke to him on a podcast a couple of months ago, I brought. We, I think we talked about this as well a little bit. And at the end of the day, you you you're both two of the most basically the most successful domain investors that exist. And I think that it's it, it's only right that you two kind of both, you know, step up and say, you know, all all things aside, we we there's probably a lot of mutual respect for what each other have done. So end of the day. Sounds like it's all good. Satoshi's gonna. Satoshi's gonna. It's, find it's, it's all good. As long as I stay in my lane. I mean, I think, I think with Satoshi.com, you, the, the lanes are kind of switched up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's happy with that. But look, you know, um, with Satoshi, he 
as, as you say, it's, it's, you know, everyone has their, their skill set. You know, I am not and have never been a salesperson. You know, I, I can, I'm capable, and then obviously have moved domains, but, uh, you know, selling to end users is an entirely different feat. And it's an entirely different skill set. I mean, it's not just about being sociable and, and you know, there's so many more components to it. It's about, it's, it's, there's a, there's a, a level of, of IQ that you need to know what, what to say, when to say it, you know, there's patience, just everything I don't have, <laughs> you know, you need that to be a, like a high level salesman. And in the case of, of Satoshi, he just, you know, he, he has the contacts. He has the crypto contacts. So you just got to hold your hands up and just say, you know, you're the man for the job in this in this case. And just, you know, it's business at the end of the day. So the media options team are extremely good at selling high value names. It's no denying yeah. it. It's like, that's clear as day. They're, they're the best out there. They're the best in the business. And Drew is very no, I mean, look, good. And he's got great contacts. And I think you guys, I think, I think, Satoshi.com being broken by him is the right is the right thing. Yeah, yeah, and then also, I mean, for me, from my point of view, it slows it down, you know, because I, if I get an offer tomorrow for double, I'm gonna think, oh shit, yeah. you know, you, old habits kicking again, and it's like, you know, flip, flip your dice, and then you're sort of leaning towards doing that. But with a broker and with a, a, a you know, like a long obligation. A long contract period, you kind of it puts the brakes on. Yeah, and um, it's what I need basically. On, on, so, whenever I pick up a, like a super premium name now, I, I I'm definitely going to try and partner with Josh. Josh showing my yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've 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 got one name in particular that I partnered with him on, and we we bought it last year, and then like a couple of days later, we got like an offer for way more, like four or five times more than what we paid. I would, said, I would have I would have scooped it up. I would have been like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. But he is, you know, people that don't know Josh, Josh Show, and he's he's like the ultimate hodler. Like the guy, he he will hold the name yeah, until yeah. he feels like he's got the best possible offer. And I'm just not like that. I'm like you, Andy. If I if I can make quick money, I, I want to do it. Look, I mean, yeah. See, sometimes that helps. Sometimes it helps to be grounded or, or at least get other opinions in, in the fold. And it's like Rick, Rick Schwartz is, is well known and is one of the most successful people in the business ever. And, you know, he had like so, so much success, uh, you know, by having a, a steely mentality to sales. And once you get, you know, once you've got a good capital to work with, you can, you can be in that fuck you mindset, basically. Yeah. You know, and you can say, don't waste my time unless you, you know, you, you and I know that it's worth a lot more to you. So, you know, stop offering me 2,000 quid, you know, like <laughs> step it up. And, um, uh, you know, it works certain times, but it, you can only have that mindset if you're in a position of uh, comfort, if you like. And, and so it depends on your circumstance. Like, I mean, I mean domain sales in general is, the, the, it's, it's dependent on the seller. It's really not dependent on the buyer. No, no, no just, yeah, exactly. No, no, I think even people think the other way. People think otherwise. Oh, motivated buyer, you're going to get a high price. It has nothing to do with that. It's just who's holding uh, the name. 
Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing. So, so that should be the objective, just to get to a point where you don't need to liquidate, you know, you don't need to give your domains away because friggin' hell, they, they really are valuable. Yeah. You know, like to the right to the right person, you've got a deep good name. You've just got to know what's good and what's not. You know, you've got to be able to make that distinction. And uh, once you, you figure it out, what works and what doesn't work, then, you know, you, you're basically accumulating a pot of gold, more or less. Digital gold. <laughs> less. Yeah. Um, how, many, how many domains do you have, Andy? Not that many. Not many, not many. Not many. So, you know, like other people have completely different mindsets to this. You know, you can have massive portfolios of thousands and, and you know, it's a different ball game and the, the sales every day and it's exciting I guess in that in that sense but for me it's just I focus on like quality so my portfolio is under 100 yeah. but of late I'm, I'm adding tons of .io yeah, like, I'm, say, we should I'll, talk about .io a little bit because I know you love yeah. .io <laughs> yeah so I mean just because you know the, just the limitation that the mine of, of premium quality .coms is non-existent now is look it's possible it's possible your time as we discussed before timing uh, persistence so uh, email there's a company it doesn't matter like no one's too big that's another mental you know point on, on mindset you've got to have nobody's too big it could be microsoft it could be apple and they might sell you domain to lowly joe blogs from down the block doesn't matter you have a chance so you've just got to persist and you know um the, the opportunities are still there but .io like is emerging fast in my opinion yeah yeah what kind of names have you bought in .io with you know anything and everything that's a good word you if know you um, in .com you buy it in .io more or less, more or less. So, I mean, the IO for me varies in that it's more like crypto-centric. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, so I told you I'm running out of credits. Yeah, yeah, um, we'll wrap it up soon, mate. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like crypto-centric, uh, gambling. Gambling's another big one. And that, you know, there's, there's a big company, the Coin Gaming Group, and, uh, you know, they... They love the dial. They they have so many names in that form, and you know it's, it's advertised across the globe. You know, football clubs. You've got sports bet dial, the sponsor, and uh, I, I know the guy. I know I know Tim behind it, and uh, yeah, I mean they they are accumulating good quality dials. Um, so the, so the gambling industry is a big one for for dials. But and anything just tech related, and, and, and you know that's most things these days. There's um, for most things there's a, like technolo technology component. Um, so for those kind of words, like for example, just bought compacts.io. Like it's not obviously uh, as IO application, but I it could be. There could be sort of like a little compact device that's that could work on. So, so that kind of thing. And, and the good thing about these, these dios is that, you know, they're four figures. You can buy them in the four figures. Yeah. So, so to me, you know, it's, it's, it's the parallel is like going back to the dot-coms in, in 90, no, maybe not 95, maybe the late 90s mm. and, and the opportunities that existed then. And I think, I mean, you're never going to 
usurp.com that's not the objective but there is a market for dio and, it's, and for me it's the second is the second biggest extension for now i think and I, I see it growing i think it is i mean I, this year this year has been a great start for dio and um yeah i mean just in terms of like the aftermarket people are going to start you know they cannot sell for as little as what they were selling for before because the wholesale prices are so high it's like when the wholesale prices are seven eight nine ten k yeah. You know, you're not going to sell for 15K anymore. You're not going to sell for 20K anymore. You're going to need 30, 40, 50, 100, you know? Exactly, exactly. This is, this is again, that. And, and when there's, the supply is exhausted, everything's going up. So I still think there's opportunities there, you know? So so whenever a decent dyer comes across my desk, if you want to say that, <laughs> then, uh, you know, I, I'm all ears, so. All right, well, Andy, I'll, I, we've been talking for quite a while, but... Um, what about people that are uh, listening? Are they are you are you open to them? You know, bringing you bringing you names. Depends. <laughs> are your names worth hearing? Like as, as long as one word dot coms, top one word dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so of course I am. So of course I am. And, and you know, yes, shoot me an email. But you know, I I I'd, I'd prefer to, to yeah stick to the names that really do have um, value. So. If you know what you're talking about, email me. <laughs> that was my advice. If you don't, email me. If you me. don't, uh, go out the door and board it. Yeah, we'll talk in a year. Uh, that's funny. All right, mate. Well, that, I, it was great chatting to you. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? Did I miss anything? No, no, no. I think we're good. And so, so the next step is, you know, if there's any news on Satoshi, if there's any sales, um, probably never hear from you again. Yeah, I'll be yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll back, back to the 16, 17, 18 days where we don't know who Danny Bird is. At least we got this interview in. I really appreciate it, mate. I know that you don't do these very often. I know that it's not like your thing. So, you know, special thanks for coming on. No worries. No worries. It might, might uh, be the first of many. We'll see. Oh, let's keep it <laughs> <laughs> maybe not <laughs> not that interesting alright alright thanks mate alright and everyone thank you for listening to the Digital Fortune podcast on Domain Sherpa bye for now